Happy New Year, sports fans. Welcome to Heavy Hitter Sports. I'm your host, Mark Hogesang. In the last episode, we celebrated the best sports moments of the year. Today, we herald what went wrong sports-wise in 2021. If we're honest, most of us subscribe to the concept of schadenfreude, where we occasionally take pleasure in the misfortune of others. This is particularly true when it involves a rival team, athlete, or coach that we dislike. In my case, I have always considered Jim Harbaugh to be a strange, arrogant, and overrated football coach, even when he was leading my own San Francisco 49ers. So admittedly, I enjoyed it when Harbaugh and his Michigan Wolverines flopped yet again on the big stage and got crushed by Georgia 34-11 in their college football playoff matchup. But today I pledge to be as objective as I can be with this list of notable sports stumbles. I'll begin with an honorable mention choice involving Lionel Messi, tearfully saying farewell to FC Barcelona after 21 years. Messi clearly wanted to renew his contract, and the club claimed that they hoped to retain Messi and blamed La Liga, the Spanish league, for demanding the move. Ultimately, though, Messi was forced to pack his bags and head to Paris to play for PSG. The club is leading the French league per usual, but Messi's five months in the City of Lights has been less than stellar. Everyone in the situation was damaged by the move. FCB, La Liga, the Barca diehards, Messi's fans around the world, and Lionel himself. After the season concludes, it appears that Lionel will be headed back to Spain. Okay, let's start the top 10 list in earnest with a selection that may make you smile and grimace at the same time. Drinks on the house. This unfortunate moment involves Portland State football coach Bruce Barnum. Early in the season, his Vikings were playing on the same day as the more popular Oregon State and University of Oregon teams. So to encourage fans to attend the PSU game, Barnum offered listeners on a local sports radio show a free beer if they attended the Vikings' home opener at Hillsborough Stadium. While unique, that offer turned out to be costly because it left the coach with a Barney's Beer Garden tab exceeding $14,000. Ouch. At least the Vikings won. Cheers, coach. Number nine on my list of worst sports moments of the year is the Space Jam 2 movie. The Looney Tunes original was an animated classic My son, who was four when the film was released in 1996, must have watched the film a hundred times. Chris was so captivated by Michael Jordan that he even asked us to shave his head during a barber visit. Of course, that never happened, but Chris and I did watch the remake together on its July 16th release date. As dynamic as LeBron may be on the court, he clearly can't carry a film, as evidenced by the Rotten Tomatoes reviewer rating of 25%. The cinematic story was bad, and the acting was worse. Reviewers used terms such as vanity project, pointless, garish, and soulless to describe the pick. LeBron starred in the Amy Schumer-led film Trainwreck in 2015, and in my mind, Trainwreck 2 would have been a much better name for this ill-fated Warner Brothers debacle. At least R. Kelly was not part of the remake soundtrack, Clearly, not everything from the original has aged well. Speaking of bad acting, at number eight is Brian Kelly and his newfound Southern accent. 
Coach Kelly hails from New England and has spent the last 11 years coaching Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana. After saying goodbye to his fighting Irish players at a brief 7 a.m. meeting, Kelly flew off to his new LSU stomping grounds. Literally no one expected Kelly to break out a southern drawl when he was asked to say a few words to the Tiger fans who greeted him that evening at an LSU basketball game. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family, and we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana. Well, money certainly talks. It only took a 10-year, $95 million contract to inspire Kelly to start talking like Foghorn Leghorn within 24 hours. The number eight on the list is the careless European Super League fiasco that rocked the soccer world in late April. The plan hatched by some influential and greedy soccer brokers and club owners, was to create a league of 12 to 15 elite European clubs. Barca, Real Madrid, Man U, Liverpool, Chelsea, Juventus, and some additional perennial powers. But within 48 hours, the league had collapsed under the universal protest from all corners of the soccer world. The Super League would have done immediate damage to the European domestic leagues, and of course, the Champions League. So, fans from both the biggest and smallest clubs alike were appalled by the prospect. Now, for some Americans, the notion of a World Series of football made perfect sense. In fact, when the news of the league leaked, I called the brightest football mind that I know to help me understand why so many Europeans were so upset. That man, Martin Buckley, my former global football GM at Nike. I'll summarize Martin's explanation as such. If you're a diehard fan of Manchester United, as he is, or Bayern Munich, West Ham, or Inter Milan, those teams are dear to your heart. Those clubs represent your community. You actually feel as though you are a rightful owner of that club. So when the news of the Super League spread, gobsmacked fans took to the streets in passionate protest, and much of their anger was directed towards American and Middle Eastern owners who British fans in particular accused of knowing nothing about the game or the deep fan loyalties. And in this instance, thankfully, the fans forced the money and power-hungry club owners to surrender their plans for the breakaway league. Conor McGregor, the pride of Ireland, checks in at number six on the list. He does so for several reasons. First, his broken leg injury in the first round of the UFC rematch with Dustin Poirier in Las Vegas on July 11th was perhaps the most graphic and horrific athlete injury of the year. Fight announcer Joe Rogan's decision to interview Conor on the mat just seconds afterwards was equally surreal. But Conor's profanity-laced rant and verbal attack of his opponent's wife was absolutely disgusting. I can handle profane language, but McGregor's imitation of Linda Blair's character from The Exorcist was just a bit too much. And number five is the nightmarish issue 
which surfaced after the dramatic European Cup championship final between England and Italy on July 11th. England was seeking its first major championship since winning the World Cup in 1966, but Italy reigned victorious by winning the penalty shootout 3-2. Sadly for the Brits Jaden Sancho, Bukayo Saka, and Marcus Rashford, they would all miss their penalty shots. Here's the devastating finish. And both subs in the last minute of extra time, Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sancho, both missed their penalties. To win the European title for Italy. And Pickford saves! Can you believe it? Had the prize in his grasp. Pickford, brilliant. It's the teenager. Bukayo Saka, one of the youngest players ever to play in the European Championship. He's got to score here to keep England alive. And he doesn't! And Italy are champions of Europe! They do it in a shootout. They did it the hard way. Behind after two minutes, ahead after penalties. And England are foiled again and at Wembley. Saka is in tears, and England fans have their hearts broken. While the loss was tragic for the Brits, what was worse were the subsequent racist attacks directed afterwards towards the three black players who missed the penalties by many British fans and several in the press corps. Prime Minister Boris Johnson, Prince William, and the English Football Association quickly jumped in to condemn the nasty attacks. Gareth Southgate, the coach of the English side, called the harassment unforgivable. Sadly, players in England have long faced racism, and the latest vile comments left yet another ugly stain on the game. Of course, many fans also thought that Southgate's decision to have the 19-year-old Saka take the decisive penalty kick rather than veterans such as Raheem Sterling or Jack Grealish, that was unforgivable. Objectively, If the finger of blame must be pointed, it should be directed towards Southgate, not the gallant players. Next up is Major League Baseball's walkout, which began on December 2nd. This represents the first baseball stoppage in 26 years. There's still time to settle the dispute before the season is scheduled to begin in April, but both management and the Players Association are digging in for what might be a long fight. Neither side has immediate plans to get back to the negotiation table. What are the primary issues? The players want to be paid more earlier in their careers, and the owners want to expand the number of teams in the playoffs, and both sides are lobbying for rule changes that will reignite the game's popularity. But if the upcoming season is delayed, or God forbid canceled, the game's future will truly become precarious. Number three on the list of horrible sports moments is Tiger Woods' frightful car accident in Los Angeles on February 23rd. One of Tiger's ankles was shattered and both legs were broken. Woods himself was solely responsible for the one-car wreck. After a long, painstaking recovery, Tiger finally re-emerged onto the golf course with his son Charlie recently. But his competitive future is clearly in danger. Tiger has shed little light on the crash, other than to say there was a point where he felt he might lose one of his legs. 
Woods has bounced back numerous times from injury, but at this point, the likelihood of the 45-year-old winning a sixth Masters tournament looks bleak. While team and athlete loyalties can skew our views, I think we can all agree that the passing of Kentucky Derby winning Medina Spirit was terrible. The three-year-old Colt won the Derby in May, but the horse suffered a fatal heart attack after a workout at the Santa Anita track in early December, thus saddening racing fans throughout the world. Now for the worst moment of the 2021 sports year, or perhaps should I say worst person. That award goes to Urban Meyer, who was recently fired after a dismal 2-11 record as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The dreadful performance is one thing, but what's worse is the fact that his former kicker Josh Lambeau claimed that Meyer kicked him while stretching at the end of a preseason game warm-up. And who can forget the creepy videos showing Urban acting inappropriately with a young woman in a Columbus, Ohio bar adjacent to the restaurant where Meyer had just finished a family dinner. The fact that 31 players were arrested during Meyer's reign at the University of Florida cannot be easily forgotten either. While Urban may have once been the hottest coaching hire imaginable, he is now unlikely to coach again. And given Meyer's mantra of own it, that seems like the appropriate ending to his story. Out with the bad and in with the good. Happy New Year. May the sports gods smile kindly on you and your favorite teams and players during 2022. Until next time, sports fans, hit them straight. Cheers. Cheers.